A flood of emails washes into people's inbox every single day, and one of them is yours. You have an awesome message to share, and you have to find a way to make it stand out, especially when you're still trying to establish a relationship with the customer. We're going to show you how to write an attractive cold email today on Growth Marketing for Martians. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Growth Marketing for Martians. I am, as always, your host, Jeff Lambert. Today, we're going to be talking about emails, but more particularly, we're going to discuss cold emailing. Now, that may not be the uh, best way to spend your time in terms of trying to reach out and build relationships with customers. There are smarter ways to be able to build that relationship using email, But cold emailing is still a part of every marketer's workflow. It has to be. We have to reach out and get our name out there. And so we're going to talk about smarter ways to be able to approach that process because you can set up a template and send out 100 emails each day and hope that you get back 20% of those. But there's a smarter way to go about this. And we're going to give you a structure that's hopefully going to help you increase the amount of responses you get back when you initiate a cold email campaign, but also not just getting a response, but helping kickstart the relationship building process with potential consumers. And remember, our goal as marketers should always be to attract customers through giving them relevant and helpful content. I mean, we want to help them wherever they are in their journey. That's really the secret to inbound marketing. That's what it's all about. That's what we believe in, and that's what we preach here at Risen. So when we're writing cold emails, we're focusing on the awareness stage. We're trying to get on people's radar and help them see that we could be a potential solution to the problem that they're facing. But there are problems that we face, not only uh, in the process of sending emails to consumers, but also sending cold emails. And some of those problems that we face are just the sheer amount of emails that people are already dealing with. Just to give you an illustration of that point, 293 billion emails are sent and received each day. Just think about the scope of that. And the average person spends 28% of their work week just reading and responding to emails. That's even before they get to their personal inbox. And so we have to think about, you know, how much energy is left. And studies show that there's not a lot when people finally cut through the work week and all the emails they have to deal with. And when you're trying to reach them as a consumer, uh, it's just not there. So just to give you an example of that, less than 75% of send emails are never opened. So you have a one in four chance right off the bat if you send out an email for it to even be opened. And that's for established customers too. That's not just for cold emails. And just overall, consumers state that they're overwhelmed by email overload. One study showed 74% of consumers saying that they just get too many emails. And so what is the solution? How do we approach that? Well, there is a formula. And before we get into breaking down the specifics of that, there, there really is a simple answer to this. And I know it sounds like it could be a little too simple, but it really comes down to you want to take time to provide real value to your leads and your customers. And that doesn't mean doing things like sending emails without a name attached to it or sending out a long message stuffed with resources that your target audience probably doesn't even want or need. If you're uh, engaging in those practices, you're already 
putting yourself way out in terms of being able to uh, have any success with what you're spending time on doing. You really want to spend real time. You have to sit down and plan this out. You have to really take time to gather insights into what your audience's challenges are and how you can solve those challenges. So since we're discussing cold emails, you're at an even harder impasse because you're trying to get the individual's initial attention. So really, once you commit to putting the time into trying to be able to gather information that makes it more relevant for your target audience, you just have to figure out the right formula for being able to increase your chance of that email being open. And we have that formula for you today. So let's talk about it. So the solution, there are really three components to sending an effective cold email. Number one, set expectations. Number two, create an engaging layout. And number three, using personalization. Now let's break each of those three down, starting with number one, setting expectations. What do we mean by that when we say that? Well, really when it comes down to it, you want to make sure that every email that you send should start and end with clarification. Now, if you spend time making sure that each email begins with a clarifying statement, one sentence is really what you want to focus on. You want to get across who you are and why this email is important at the beginning. If you take too long to get to your point, you're going to get the trash icon. So just remember, clarification is key. When it comes to cold emailing, less is more. Be concise and clarify the why. Number two, once you've created clarification in your email, you want to take time to think about how your layout looks to the person opening your email. And there's little things that you can do that just encourage an individual psychologically to not only open an email, but to click on what's inside the email. So let me give you some examples of that. Using emojis in your subject line is incredibly, incredibly effective for helping increase your open rates. By just placing an emoji in the subject line, you're increasing your email's open rate by 29%. And the click rate goes up by 28% just by taking that one step. So thinking about your layout is important. So number one, use emojis, maybe not overly use them, but include emojis regularly in your subject lines and make sure they're relevant to what you're discussing. You also want to take time by writing an engaging preview text. Now, if you haven't taken the time to do this yet, the preview text is what you see below the subject line in an email inbox. It's usually one sentence. And that's what people are going to see before they click on the email. So if they can read that little preview text and it's something that is of interest to them, they're more likely to open the email. And you'd be surprised at how many marketers don't pay attention to this simple, simple uh, detail. And so we encourage you, take time to craft an engaging preview text. The third thing you can do is think about how to structure the overall email. We talked about beginning with clarification. We're talking about using some visuals, but there's other things that you can do as well. We recommend using the AIDA acronym to organize the structure of your emails. Now, we'll go through what AIDA means, but if I have any listeners who have a journalism background, think of this as the inverted pyramid approach. So let's, let's break down what each of these letters are. The A stands for attention. You want to begin that email by stating what's the desired action or goal of the message that you're sending the individual. It really just goes back to clarification. 
Okay, you have to lead with the most important reason. People don't like having their time wasted. You have to show that you're not wasting their time, that you're providing value. So start with the most important thrust of your message. What is the uh, value that you're providing the customer? What is the deal you're offering? What is the service benefits that you're providing? All those are what you want to lead with. After you've got their attention, you the hook, the I stands for interest. Interest is where you want to provide relevant content or value to build on what you said to get their attention. This can be accomplished through several different ways. It could be providing links to blog posts or social media uh, links that could be of interest. Uh, it could be anything engaging that builds on the attention. It could be a testimonial. It could be uh, some sort of bulleted list that you're providing that further go into detail as to the claim that you made or the clarification that you provided in the first part of the email. So once you've gotten their attention and once you've built interest in the, in the uh, point of your email, you want to go to the D, which is desire, okay? And what we say when we're talking about the desire step in your email is we're talking about what's going to leave them wanting more, What's going to make them want to take that next step? Usually, one of the best strategies, especially if you're a B2B company or you're selling a product or a service, is by offering some sort of time-sensitive offer because this creates the desire to do something about what you've laid out uh, as the solution to their problem. So it could be a one-day sale. It could be uh, some sort of discount on the product. Um, anything like that works really well. If you don't find yourself in the product or service category, there's other avenues that you can take and certainly getting into the specifics depending on your industry is, is something we don't have a lot of time for. But just think about what is going to get people to want to do what the next step is. And the next step is taking an action. So you have to find a way to entice the reader to want to set up a consultation with you, uh, to want to, to visit a website link that you've put in the email, or to read a blog post. What, what is going to help them in the immediate future? Because people don't have a lot of time. We talked about it. So you have to have some sort of solution to the immediate need that they see. It has to be uh, relevant and uh, something that's going to uh, make them want to act now as opposed to later. So going through our AIDA acronym for laying out your email, we talked about attention, interest, desire, and then our last A stands for action. Every email you send, especially for cold emails, should include a call to action at the end. This is some sort of button, some sort of uh, linked text that encourages the reader to do something. By just leaving it open-ended, you're putting the, the power uh, back into your hands instead of giving them the power to take the next step. So like I said, if you're running some sort of uh, service, perhaps it could be a home service, and you want to have them set up a consultation, give them the option to do that at the end of every email. Don't leave it open-ended. Hey, we hope to reach you sometime in the near future. Don't do that. Leave them a link right there. Schedule an appointment with us today by clicking this button. There's a lot of interactive tools that let people be able to take that action immediately. That's the goal. If it's a coupon for a product or service, put that there. Give them a link directly to the product or directly to the department. And uh, give, them, give them the opportunity to act immediately. But remember, without the desire, without the interest, without the attention, they're never going to get to that point. So our three-step formula, we talked about setting expectations. We talked about 
the importance of creating an engaging layout and what that means. And that brings us to our third component to sending an effective cold email. That third component is personalization. Personalization is the future, ladies and gentlemen, and you need to spend time figuring out how you can do that. Now, it's more difficult when it comes to cold emailing because you don't have a lot of uh, information on the client. You need to try and spend time being able to gather some basics. That's really important. But there's other things that you can do just to increase personalization that really helps. So let me give you an example of that. Emails with personalized subject lines generate 50% higher open rates. So if there's a mention of their first or their last name, or even their company name, or the product or service that they sell if you're in a, doing a B2B email campaign, or a B2C email that mentions the problem that you think they're facing, any type of personalized message is going to help increase the open rates for your emails. Another thing you can do in terms of personalization that helps a lot is to show yourself. Adding a photo or a video is huge, especially when sending out cold emails. In fact, emails with video increase email click rates by 300% just by <laughs> including an introduction video. To give you an example of that, with all of the emails that we send out to initial interested clients, or if we're doing cold emailing, we always include some sort of introductory video. And we find that it helps us a lot with being able to just put a face to the company. And you would be surprised what a smile and a friendly message can do towards setting the recipient at ease and getting them to either read through the rest of your message or saving the email or taking the action that you provide in the message. Don't underestimate the power of that face-to-face uh, -face buildup that you're accomplishing by including an image or a video. It's as simple as that. And I mentioned this at the beginning, but I do want to go back to it. Research who you're contacting. That helps with personalization. LinkedIn is a powerful tool for being able to drill down and find out about an individual that you're contacting. If you're trying to reach out to a decision maker in a company to introduce yourself, you can do a lot with LinkedIn. In fact, we did an entire video on LinkedIn Sales Navigator and how we recommended it for prospecting. And I'll include a, lo uh, a link to that in the show notes so you can check that out. But really, people, you know, take a little time to go on LinkedIn, go on the website, look at the team or company pages, try and narrow down anything from company name to department to decision makers. All of that helps you immensely when it comes to sending out those cold emails. Well-crafted emails have a better chance of getting an open and, of course, getting a better click rate. And that's the overall goal, ladies and gentlemen. So three steps to a better cold email. You want to clarify, set those expectations. You want to create an engaging layout, and you want to personalize your message. Following these guidelines can help you start building better cold emails and increase both your open rates and helping individuals move along the buyer's journey. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Growth Marketing for Martians, a weekly podcast all about tomorrow's business growth tips today. This podcast is brought to you by Risen, a revenue growth firm focused on innovative strategies and proven tactics to help scale your business. 
Learn more about how they can help you by visiting www.gorisen.com or follow their adventures on social media. Profile links are in the show notes. Thanks for your support and keep on reaching for the stars.